You can find me backstage, I'm a party with a Nicholas Cage. Girl, I want the party, you know you got a body like Nicholas Cage. You ain't gotta be scared, you ain't gotta be afraid, baby. It's just you and me alone tonight with Nicholas Cage. Hey, this is Late Night Cage Fight. Happy Thanksgiving ish. Cage Fighter Reese here with Cage Fighters Sean and Steve. We just watched an excellent Christmas film starring Nicolas Cage because this is a Nicolas Cage podcast. And we're watching Nicolas Cage movies and tis the season for some Christmas films. Right, guys? Absolutely. Unfortunately, there are no uh, Thanksgiving films with Nicolas Cage. He, he would be a, a great Christopher Columbus. Don't give them ideas, even if they're great. <laughs> Trapped in Paradise is a 1994 American Christmas-themed crime comedy film written and directed by George Gallo and starring Nicolas Cage, John Lovitz, and Dana Carvey. We just finished watching the film together um, for like the second or third time, right, total? Yeah, we had planned on doing a Christmas special a year or so back, and we watched it and never actually did the recording. So here we are. Do we feel do we feel good now that we've seen it together, for sure? Or do we feel trapped True. in the cage verse? See, that would be a dream. That w- that would personally be a dream for me. However, my thoughts, this movie felt like a nightmare. Do you ever have a dream where you're stuck in some place and you just can't get out? The doors are locked or you can't remember how you got there. And the, the nightmare just keeps keeps snowballing, right? Until there's, there's, just, there's no reason for anything. And uh, I would say that's, that's an apt description of uh, Trapped in Paradise. So I don't know. I, I had kind of a different feeling for it. For me, it was like uh, it was one of those movies that would go on like a Christmas movie playlist that you would like put on in the living room where you're like doing things around the house. I feel like yeah. it would be on the same playlist as like uh, what's the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie with Turbo Man? Uh, Jingle All the Way, which all the way. Uh, we actually did yeah. cover in a cage list. Check it out. Yeah. We did. And I'm I'm like personally offended that you would say that this movie is of uh, equal caliber. <laughs> it's not equal caliber. It's just like I would put it on. I, I've seen... Mm. I've seen them both so many times. <laughs> I guess I would put them on. They make nice Christmas background <laughs> movie nonsense and i would watch bits yeah. and pieces here and there i mean i just don't get it this movie is if like you had to like sit down and watch jingle all the way i feel like finish, somebody i feel like somebody so watched home alone and by somebody that would be george gallo i assume the writer director and producer of this film he's also the writer of the film bad boys which is like a million times better i think this this movie has a better video game adaptation though what? This one has a better video game adaptation? Yeah. 
No, I'm lying. You um, haven't played. The, 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 you haven't the, played the, Trapped in Paradise, the video game. It's like <laughs> someone watched Home Alone. Yeah, like and they're like, they're like, what if, what if, the good guys were the wet bandits, and instead of being stuck in a the house, they're just stuck in a town. I'm robbing a bank. It's across the street. Breaking in the bank on Christmas Eve. It doesn't seem right. Trying to pull a heist. Who's got the key? Raise your hand. Oh, there's just no way to steal. Four left! As I start going, you idiot! From people this start nice. Why don't you come join my family for Christmas dinner? Dinner's on the stove. Smells good. Wait till you see the giblet gravy. <laughs> Mom is on her way. You guys are dumber than a box of hair. They're out to put the money back and save this holiday. Yahoo! 20th Century Fox presents the story of a town so nice. Do you need any money? Now we've taken more than I share already. It's turning three wise guys <laughs> into three wise men. Yeah, I'm going to put the money back. You are going to be the first guy in history to get pinched for putting money back. No! Trapped in paradise. You don't aggravate your witch. I wish I was a witch. I'd shove my broomstick right up your... Ma! At least this time they didn't give up on the weather because of, like budget cuts or something and be like oh we forgot there was a blizzard <laughs> you mean uh, snake eyes yeah, yeah yeah that was a poorly cracked snake eyes joke nice one I mean I mean it, you have to admit it, it this movie does have a similar vibe to like Christmas vacation just with uh-huh. a little more bank robbing yeah. I'm just saying, it's definitely not, like, my favorite movie, but, like, I do think this was a good way to start, like, the Christmas season. That's cool. I mean, that first yeah. shot where you see the overflow of traffic in New York, and you see Santa and the snow coming down, and you you can hear all of the, the Christmas ambiance, that put me in the mood to yeah. uh, have some hot chocolate and maybe get my brothers together and rob a bank and, well they uh, were singing christmas carols while they were robbing the banks so that they was were they were and john lovitz was also getting them to do some yoga to calm down yeah yeah which is a lot better than just shooting guns and telling people to calm down so he really gets it i appreciated that this movie with had such uh like passive violence implied violence but nobody ever died in it thank yeah so but there's definitely Especially not not the horse not the horse but that was the one that, no yeah no horses were harmed in the making of this movie so speaking of the horse there were just a number of elements that kept reappearing like they would have the really dramatic scene with the horse sinking into the ice and then they save the horse and you think oh wow okay the horse stuff's done and then merlin comes back multiple yeah. times and um, it's it's kind of like a tired joke it's like beating a dead horse <laughs> well that was somewhat of the time though I mean this was the this was 90s you gotta remember and that was like uh, very popular to have animals in movies yeah so. but it's just like you know it should be a one and done just do the bit and then drop it well, yeah, but they, but they were way over... Do you not remember Wishbone? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll try to go through the story real quick. I, As you can tell, I'm not the biggest fan of this film. If you are, if you are a Christmas fan, Christmas movie fan, then this might be something to consider. 
I, I am kind of excited that, Steve, you liked it. So that way we might have a little conflict between us for once. That's always fun. Maybe even Sean. Maybe Sean loved it secretly. I, I'd go as far to say that this is my favorite Nicolas Cage Christmas movie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you've watched it more than any of us at this point. <laughs> Out of all of them, which there are three, I, I, th mm -hmm. I think that's all. Uh, yeah. I, I'd say it's the one that I enjoy the most. Wow. All right. Well, let's go through some of the story. It's Christmas time. New York City convicts Dave and Alvin Furpo are paroled early and placed in the custody of their younger brother, Bill. That's Nicolas Cage, a restaurant manager. Dave and Alvin ask Bill to take them to Paradise, Pennsylvania to do a favor for a fellow inmate. Bill refuses as his brothers are not allowed out of the state, but eventually agrees after believing himself to be linked to the robbery his brothers committed because he lost his wallet. So he assumes that they're going to find his wallet and they're, they're going to pen it on him, which I just thought was a ridiculous start to this film. Well, I lost my wallet, so let's go on a crime spree, I guess. We've all been there. Yeah. When they discover Paradise's bank is light on security, Bill agrees to rob the bank. The vault is locked and the president, Clifford Anderson, is on lunch. While Dave stays in the bank, Alvin and Bill charge into the restaurant, taste some of the scoop. Scoop. <laughs> this is going to be really hard to get through. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. While Dave stays in the bank, pretty detailed plot. I know. This this is another one where the plot is just whoever wrote the plot sucks. On Wikipedia. Well, this is what I'm saying. I would just say, like, honestly, it's it's just a simple bank robbery movie. They go yeah. in, they they rob the bank. They feel bad about it. They tell jokes. Shit happens. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a comedy. And they, they leave with $275,000. Yeah. With Dana Carvey, Alvin, driving the getaway car, talking in that voice this whole movie, like he's in an SNL sketch the whole movie. I mean, that's just him. I know. Uh, that's his thing. If, Fine. Oh, my God. Trapped in paradise. Oh... So I well, think that's why it's amply named, because, you know, you're just kind of trapped as well. Well, the three of us had fun, but the movie was like, the director was just a dick. He didn't do anything. Over this. But anyway, that's yeah, we, I called it trapped in shit. It's like you're, you're trapped in a nightmare, and the nightmare <laughs> is Paradise, Pennsylvania, during a yeah. blizzard, and you have like four or five stars in GTA the whole time <laughs> because it's just an endless onslaught of cops this there's cops this whole movie yeah yeah that's actually that's fairly appropriate I think that's why I like it because it's yeah. not any of that boring mission shit <laughs> it's just like the straight trolling of four to five star GTA while it's being in a small town 
Like the- it, it's kind of like the side mission in, or the the later story mission in uh, GTA Five when when Michael goes back to his his small town. Yeah, perfect. I, mean, I didn't like, play that. It's but. like when we tried to follow the law and driver, and then it was like damn near impossible. You always had <laughs> cops on you, no matter what you did. You try to do the right thing. Yeah. Did you ever play you Driver, Sean? For PlayStation? No, I haven't. Well, the the greatest right, thing yeah. about Driver is before you can even play the game. You have to you have to pass this tutorial where you do like what's supposed to be really simple maneuvers like slalom around poles or just drive in reverse. But if you mess it up at all, you fail and you have to start over. So it's a series yeah. of like really hard driving tests. And then, <laughs> and then once you finally pass, right, you get your first mission or whatever it is, but then you find out that in the driver world, the police don't operate the same way. Essentially, like if you just run a red light, the cops then decide it's time to kill you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's they ram great. your car until it oh. explodes, right? Yeah. Basically, so they're like, so they're like more realistic cops. Yeah, they're like uh, deep city cops. It's official police training. Drive yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. They never let you see, um, but they, I'm pretty sure that you're uh, a black man driving because that's illegal in deep cities. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you ever see your character, Steve, but thank you for the. The, the racial element there. It's always a plus. <laughs> Driver VR coming to a police academy near you. That game was so bad that you would hit the wall in the right spot and you would just go beyond the game world into this endless glitched out. Yeah. You would drive across the ocean for hours. Yeah, we used to do that a lot. We did. We thought it was pretty cool. But now I yeah. understand that, that that means that the game was horribly designed. Do you know who loves Driver? No. Nicolas Cage. Should we get back to Nicolas Cage in this wonderful film, Trapped in Paradise, or Escape from Nightmare Police? <laughs> that would be a good title. So, I mean, trying... I just... There's no contest for the Nick Cage, for the B. Cage of fame here. None. None? No, no, no chance. I think holiday movies tend to be kind of out of the running. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So they're trying to get away, and they crash their car, right? They drive over a bridge and completely demolish their car, and they're somehow they can walk away from it, which is hilarious. I mean, that seemed pretty unrealistic, right, guys? Uh, plot armor. Yeah. Yeah. And they get taken in by the family of the manager of the bank, right? Yeah. Manager or owner, I'm not owner, really sure which. Yeah. Old bank boy. Yeah. <laughs> and they have <laughs> no clue that it was these three. Nicolas Cage with his super spiffy glasses and mask. <laughs> They were all wearing no, masks. No, in fact, so. he said because they had a conversation with Sarah at one point, there's no way yeah. that it could be them. <laughs> I have all, a couple she theories. She doesn't talk to bank robbers. 
I have a couple theories about the movie. The first one was the Home Alone connection, okay? Yeah. The second one is that every character, every character has some degree of um, a mental disability. Some more than others. And they even make fun of those people in this film. You're supposed to laugh because the police chief or whatever lets his son be a cop too and he's like legitimately mentally yeah disabled yeah it's funny haha um but it's then it's things like oh it couldn't possibly be them because i saw them talking to sarah upstairs oh that's another thing too they don't know how to name things or people so they just give them stupid names oh sarah she lives upstairs so we call her sarah upstairs Oh, cool. Oh, you guys have a dog. He has three legs. What's his name? A tripod? Because he's got three legs. Oh. Yeah. Cool. First time that that name's ever been used. They're a super vanilla Midwestern town. You grew up in a super vanilla Midwestern town. Right. Of course, all these things should be familiar to you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they could have just made the whole movie about them living with these people who don't know that they were actually the bank robbers. And it could have worked. It could have still been like a feel-good holiday movie. I feel like it could be like a good like 12-episode series now. Mm-hmm. But instead they kept up with the Grand Theft Auto theme. Yeah. You know, Dana Carvey's character just cannot help himself. He's, he steals everything. And you got John Lovitz being John Lovitz. He's actually my He's favorite of the group. He's a perpetual liar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's pretty good at it. it wh- where does this rank on the Dana Carvey uh, tier list for you, Reese? Um, I would never make that list in the first place. <laughs> but if it did, it might be like it might be, um, like you know when you're turning your stove on and it's considered medium high at like six. Maybe around there. So like like uh broil. No. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. And what about the accent? This is another theory I have about this movie. Might be wrong. There was uh, moments, several moments where Nick Cage's Italian accent would come out. And then the rest of the film he would just talk like he didn't have the Italian accent at all. Like he said, what do you say? Like, are you a, are you mentally retarded? You know, I'm like, well, why did he say it like that? I think what happened, I think what happened is he either recorded his lines when they did the filming um, without an accent, and then they brought him back in to do the ADR overdubbing, and for whatever reason he had an accent, or vice versa. Yeah, there was one thing about this movie that um, there was really bad ADR in this yes, that was really exceptionally noticeable. bad. Like when they decided to remaster this on Blu-ray, if they ever did, even DVD, they're probably like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we should do that. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna see their mouths move in a completely different. I just assume that he uh, got too into character. He's just too much like himself, so. He just kept slipping in. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I just noticed it. Whatever. We got a couple good cage outs. Should we talk about the cage outs? 
Yeah, there were some good lines in this movie. Yeah, it's mostly lines. Just Nick Nick's character getting pissed off at his brothers. But there's another one of those ones that they were well uh, well strewn out throughout the entire movie, so it just kept you kind of uh, engaged and interested through a lot of it. Uh-huh, okay. I guess if you want to put it that way. I mean, just from a cage out perspective. You know, sure. Usually you have All some right. sort of ridiculous cage line at least every 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So they find out, so the two brothers find out about this bank having poor security while they're in prison from this other Italian dude, Vic Mazzucci. And that's how they get the lead, right? So then when they get out, they Big sucker their brother into helping them rob the bank. But then Vic, who's back in prison, he learns that they've robbed the bank. And so he <laughs> he escapes. He escapes prison. To get revenge and steal the money from them. And then you got these other two cops that some for some reason they also manage this store. Right? Ed and Clovis. And Clovis is another one with a mental disability. Um, they know that they got the money, so they're after the money too. It's just a really hilarious caper all around. Wouldn't you say? A great yeah. family friendly caper. You know, with felonies. Yeah, and uh, shotguns like in the face. Cage outs. It's like what? Yeah, planes, trains, and cage outs. Planes, trains, and cage outs. Everyone. Yeah, I'd watch that. And it's a, and it's also a a, a nice uh, a cab friendly movie because uh, no nobody mm. nobody snitches to the cops. Yeah, the whole town. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, Man, I was like, hoping they know You know, they found out that the whole town had been investing their money, I guess, in the in the bank to save up for their Christmas festival. Remember that? Yeah, that kind of confused me a little bit because I didn't really think that's how festivals or banks worked. Yeah, still, but, I mean, it's a movie, Steve. It's a Christmas yeah. movie. They Christmas movies operate at another level. Yeah. What I'm getting at is I was expecting I thought I thought it'd be like a wink wink their Christmas festival was really some kind of dark town secret and then they would be sacrificed in the <laughs> end. It would be like a wicker man situation. That's the sequel. <laughs> yeah. You do remember that like how uh the, the one brother was freaking out saying there was only two of them, right? Only two. Yeah. Because it would be bad if there were three. There's a third guy that escaped from prison with them. That's the next movie. Oh. Yeah. Is, and that it's one's going to be Mandy. even darker than this. Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's after he's been living in paradise for a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Could Nicolas Cage in this movie beat Arnold Schwarzenegger as Turbo Man, though? Definitely with his words. <laughs> I mean, he does have the entire town on his side. Right. And yeah, they eventually win the whole town over because, you know, they were really good people at heart. They even decide to return the money because they yeah. don't want to, you know, they don't want to upset the vengeful Christmas spirit. They don't want Krampus to come. And kill everyone because of them. They they didn't realize that all of the money is FDIC uh, 
yeah, insured. Apparently not. So, uh, Actually, well, they brought that conversation up, and like the bank manager said, like, yeah, but then the big banks come in and like tear us up, and they'll yeah. like take make control, me fall, of the make me actually do loans. work. Yeah, they'll make me like do collateral the way I'm supposed to do, and it'll <laughs> fuck up the town, kind of. Yeah. Guys, this has a 10% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes based on really? 20 reviews. An average rating of 3.4 out of 10. It says the site's consensus reads, it's loaded with talent but borderline unwatchable. We'll leave viewers wow. feeling the first part of the title and pining for the last. Wow. CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of C+. Well, that's not terrible. On an A plus to F scale. Uh, it grossed six million in the U.S. and Canada, and eight million worldwide. It was on a number of year-end lists for for worst movie. So, okay, I'll retract my statement a little bit and say that <laughs> if I had been watching this by myself, uh-huh. it would have felt a lot worse. But being able yeah. to watch it with you guys made it a lot more enjoyable so i still yeah, think you would make good. decent background fodder but yeah if i had uh-huh. to like sit down and watch this movie it might be a bit more challenging i mean did did nicholas cage's character recant everything for the chick because he saw sarah upstairs and was like i will do whatever it takes to get with her i will be that's what i'm saying like i called it right right as soon as like he had his eye catching all but i was like fuck crime she looks thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Finally going to get clean. And yeah. And that's why it's a family movie. That's right. It's really not though. It's just <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's just really riding that PG-13 line, right? I mean, they they're pointing guns at old ladies' faces saying that um, they're going to die if they don't Which listen. Surprisingly, not the only movie Nick Cage has done that in. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. It, that's not even the only movie this season we've had him do that in. Right. Trapped in Paradise. I called it Trapped in Shit. <laughs> yeah, Trapped in Paradise gets. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with the critics, my friends. I would say, uh, yeah, 3.3, 3.4 out of 10 for me overall. Do I, I did like. I did like the ten point system. What's that? Do I need to change our grading scale to a ten point system? Well, I think it gives us a little bit more freedom, a little bit more flexibility. Okay. Than the five, but if we want to do five, I mean, I guess I'll I'll say two. No, I, I will it. give it a six out of seven, which is a perfect score. Oh my god! What's that on the iguana scale, Steve? I give it straight eights across the board. That's yeah, a perfect of course score. you do. It's a, of course you a straight, do. Um, <laughs> Elliptical score from 0 to 16 with 8 being the highest. I'm not even going to try to parse that out in my mind. However, <laughs> I am looking at the poster of the, the three leads. You know, Nick Cage, John Lovitz, and Dana Carvey. They're all in this snow globe 
looking at me. And I just wanted to grab that snow globe and shake it! I, I'd still rather rewatch this movie than Family Man. Really? Now that's gonna be... Even if Family Man is a technically better movie. Which it is. Which should... Yeah. It, it is. It is, but not the type of movie that I enjoy. Guys... Personally. Oh, okay. This movie was over 90 minutes. Alright. Because it definitely felt oh, yeah, over yeah, 90 Oh, yeah. It was minutes. almost two hours. Why 20th Century Fox? Why you gotta do us like this? Why? So, Sean, I hate to tell you, but our next movie is... The Family Man. Hmm. Yes. It's, the next, it's, it's okay. The next movie in Christmas with Cage. Yeah. We decide Christmas in Cage. So even the brother's Cage mom was... gets gets kidnapped. Yeah. How was that? She's like super sassy about it, which I enjoy. But... I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. She was the best character. Yeah. If if I'm being real. So they give the money back, and then the townspeople play dumb to protect the boys because they see the the goodness in their hearts. And the FBI agent, Agent Pizer, um, is unable to get the evidence he needs and lets them go. And uh, so they leave without any... I mean, the, the crazy thing is the characters don't seem to really want to be good after that or better, except for the main character, except for Nick's character, right? Um, Clubboy Boy wanted to be liked more, better, okay. but he didn't really seem like he was going to be less of a klepto. So this was really about Bill leaving New York to go to paradise and settle down finally with a nice redhead. Yeah. That was the whole yeah. point of yeah. this. Yeah. Okay. It, you know, it felt good to me because that was kind of like my story. Um, uh-huh. I got to hear this. Well, that's how I ended up in Toledo. I came here originally with CJ. Oh, are you going to tell us more, or it's not as exciting as I think it is? The point of me bringing it up was just that uh, he, years after I hadn't seen him, he showed up at my doorstep and needed a ride up to Toledo, and that was my first step towards moving up here, because I my goal at the time was to get him out of town, and I ended up meeting other people from the same area through that night that ultimately led to me moving up here. Well, we did it, guys. CJ proves what happens when you get that fifth star in Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I know for Christmas one of you guys is going to gift me this. I'm going to open up Trapped in Paradise in like 4K Steelbook Edition. Well, that's about it for uh, Trapped in para para the para para Paradise. I was, <laughs> I was also thinking of Para-Para music. Yeah. Para-Para. Yeah, I also wanted some uh, Super Eurobeat songs to play during the chase scenes. I mean, you can't have a Christmas, mu- uh, you can't have a Christmas movie without bank robberies and car chases. 
Yeah, true. Do you guys uh, have any final thoughts on Trapped in Paradise? Um, it was okay. Like I said, it's getting me started on the Christmas spirit. I'm going to bust yeah. out my uh, Christmas collection and uh, start the season for the year. You know, not not necessarily the cage stuff, but maybe some yeah. cage stuff. We'll see if the kids are ready to start that. Uh, you know, you don't want to get them too started too early on the cage because. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's Why just not? it's it's a difficult lifestyle. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of super appropriate cage movies for kids. Yeah, but. First, you start on the crudes, and the next thing you know, you're watching Color Out of Space. I mean, okay. it's just... That's how it works, huh? That's how it works. And <laughs> it's, al- I'm it's just almost afraid like of there should be slope. some kind of... Yeah. It's almost like we should have some kind of kid-focused side series. Mm. A special segment, maybe? Maybe with a kid-focused character. Yeah, that might be around the corner. Maybe we'll do that. I like where your head's at. One of our upcoming Christmas reviews. So, what do we have left? You said we we have Family Man, and then we also have Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Wow. How exciting! Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Always. Let's do it, man. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. And thank you for sharing in the celebration of Trapped in Paradise. Not one of my favorites, but it is, it's a passable cage Christmas flick, in my opinion. Go out there and find it. Watch it. And let us know what you think. Maybe you'll love it. I don't know. I'm thankful for... Nicholas Cage and his body of work and also for friends. Amen. I am thankful for all of the past, present, and future films that Sir Nicholas Cage has given us. I'm not sure if he's knighted, but if he isn't, he should be. There is a literal tear that is falling from my eye right now. Good. I did yawn, though. Still, thank you for those words. Gentlemen, I'm thankful for both of you. I'm thankful for the Cage verse, and I'm thankful for what's to come in the Nicholas Cage watch-through that we're doing together. Let's keep it going. Let's do it. All right. Thanks again. Cage out. Cage out.